listening. You're listening to the Good Christian Podcast. We're not saying that we're always good Christians, but this is always a good podcast for Christians to listen to. I'm your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Happy summer, everybody. Officially, I believe it was June 1st was the first day of summer. If you're like me and you live in Florida, it's felt like summer for about two months now, especially like the last month has been crazy hot. But now the thing about it, it's actually kind of funny to me because here, our, us Floridians, we complain about the cold weather because our blood can't handle anything below 70 degrees for some reason. But we're always like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for summer. It's so cold all the time. And then the first day of summer hits and we're like, oh my gosh, it's so hot. When is it going to cool down? Yo, Floridians, guys, we got to like, we got to figure out our balance. Where do we want it to be? Anyway, off topic there. But today, I'm really, really excited about this episode. And I know I say that a lot, but I really feel like every episode I've done, especially in recent time, has been put on my heart directly from God. And this is another one that he clearly told me to do. Uh, today, I'm going to cover five ways Christians can let go of their control issues. Who here has control issues by a show of hands? Let's see what you got. I can't see anyone's hands, but I'm guessing that every single person listening to this is going to raise their hand because truthfully, we all have some form of control issues. So I want to go through just these five ways that we can begin to let go of these issues. And as a result, we step into further freedom as Christians. This is how we can really live a life of freedom and the life that we were meant to live. It's going to bring fulfilled uh, joy and purpose in your life when you can just let go of these issues that we have of control. So I'm excited to get into this topic and I'm going to start off with a story about my own life. So it was actually 2016, probably about this time of year actually, is when I first realized I had control issues. And I know you're probably saying, oh my gosh, Alex, that wasn't really that long ago. Well, yes, I know. Anyway, leave me alone. But I I didn't know I was struggling with control issues. I never really thought of it before. This was the first time that that ever happened. And I was actually, it was kind of a strange place too. I was helping my wife um, do like a pop-up shop for her uh, women's clothing boutique. So I was helping set up a tent and it was kind of like in an area where there's a bunch of other vendors and things like that. It was downtown in our city and like these gusts of wind were coming through that night that were crazy. Like if you weren't holding your tent, it was for sure going to flip. So I can remember we set it up, everything looked great. And then this wind would come and all the clothes would be moving around for all the vendors, it wasn't just us. And you'd have to hold the tent for like this split second while this gust of wind was coming through. So after like the, I like to say the sixth or seventh time, but realistically, it was probably like the second or third time that this wind was coming through. I got like super annoyed and out loud. It was just Alicia and I at that time, by the way, there were no customers there. That would have been really weird. But just me and her, she knows that I'm a weirdo. So uh, I, I said, man, I seriously wish I could stop this wind right now so we wouldn't have to get up and, and keep on holding the tent down. It's so annoying. I remember like getting really frustrated. And then in that moment, she didn't respond at all. She just kept on doing what she was doing. Alicia, you're extremely smart and wise. Um, but in that moment, I kind of like sat down. I'm like, man, that sounded stupid. And then God used that moment to bring to my mind for the first time ever that I had control issues. And it was something I really had not known or noticed before in my life. Obviously, they'd always been there, but I just never had that brought to my attention. So in my spirit, I kind of felt this new knowledge that I now had this struggle of control that I needed to to overcome or to surrender to God. So I wanted to figure out how do I do this because I wanted to live more in godly freedom. The only way to live in godly freedom is when we turn these things over that we struggle with to him. So I was like, all right, you know what, guy, like I, I need help here. I have control issues. I need help in this way. And here's the deal. That wasn't like my only time that I did something like this. It was just the first time I noticed it being an actual 
control issue before I just kind of thought it was me being me. Um, but the truth is I realize now that no, I had control issues through my whole life. This was just the first time that God was really ready to deal with me on it, I believe. Or maybe it was a place of maturity that I could actually deal with before that. Maybe I wouldn't have known what to do. But either way, I'm thankful that God brought it to my attention. And again, this was 2016. And that's the first time I really realized, okay, Alex, you need to get through these control issues. How can you do this? So it didn't happen overnight. That's the first thing I'm going to tell you. As you could probably guess, control issues are very deeply rooted issue that every human on earth has. It actually affects us at our core. And it's something that, that we're all kind of, we're, we're born with almost. We have a sense of control or needing to, to just manage our lives. And, and I understand that because again, I'm somebody who's going through it myself, but we have to come to terms with, we all struggle with that. So I want to quickly go through some signs that you're somebody with control issues. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you're going to be at least one of these things. So here's like the 10 most common signs found in every person with some form of control issue. Number one, you refuse to delegate. That was me. Um, number two, you feel the need to always prove yourself worthy or valuable. Number three, you're a perfectionist. That was also me. Number four, you get moody when you're not the one making decisions or calling the shots. That one was me too. Um, I'm hoping someone else is relating this as well. They're not just all me here. Uh, number five, uh, your expectations are not met. If your expectations are not met, you kind of lose your cool. Number six, if you micromanage people in your life, even if they aren't working for you. Number seven, if you're quick to judge the actions of other people. Number eight, you're unhappy if things do not go exactly according to plan. Number nine, consistently criticizing other people. And number 10, if you, have if you have a difficult time following other people's directions. So those are like the 10 most common things that we struggle with with control issues. Now, I can go through those that list again and tell you I had the majority of the 10 there, which doesn't mean you win or lose. It's just the way it is. But I realized I needed to get past these things. So, and we all, again, we're all going to struggle with this. If you say, oh my gosh, I'm all 10 of those or I'm only one or two of those things, it doesn't make a difference. We still have the same issue of control that we need to overcome. And that's what I really want to get into in today's episode. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into the five ways Christians can let go of their control issues. Number one, the first thing we can do is acknowledge. So we need to have a, a sense of acknowledgement in our lives that we have a problem. And I know some people might be saying, Alex, this is really not a big topic, a big issue. We all have control issues. But just because we're all struggling with something doesn't mean it's okay or not something that needs to be dealt with. And I think a lot of, like often we all kind of fall into this trap of being like, well, everyone struggles with it, so it's not that big of a deal. That's not what the Bible says. That's not the example that Jesus set for us. If we're struggling, we come to that realization that we need to overcome something. We need to do it regardless of every other person on earth is struggling with it. So first we need to acknowledge, again, that there is a problem. And I actually want to take this uh, a step further. I'm going to ask a really big question here. Are we ever really in control, really? Are we ever really in control, really? The answer to that is no. We're never truly in control. Um, just this morning, I was actually staying on my back porch because unlike some people here in Florida, I like the heat. So I was standing out there and it was actually still a little bit cool this morning, or at least what I consider to be cool. Um, but then I kind of like stepped into a different part of my porch where the sun was shining and I could instantly feel the change in temperature. It was much warmer. And in that moment, I just kind of stood there and kind of had this, this revelation or God, if you will, again, that God created the sun. He, he made it produce the heat that it's producing and the reason I felt that warmth is because that's, that's what God created it to do. Now, I thought about it. What if the sun just stopped producing heat? 
or stop producing light. None of us would be alive even for a second without that. But that's something that none of us have any control over. It doesn't matter if you're the richest person in the world or if you have more power or authority than anyone else in the world. It doesn't make a difference. If the sun stops or even just moves a little bit further from the earth or closer to the earth, you're either going to freeze or you're going to burn up. But the, the fact of the matter is you cannot control that and it controls your life basically because you won't live without that. Um, it it kind of at the same time like that thought. I know that's that's like huge, but it's kind of reminds me of how small we all really are. Which that's an episode for another time, so I'm not going to get into that. But uh, another story that kind of relates to this. This was last year. I was on an airplane returning home from one of the Carolinas on a business trip, and uh, before takeoff, the flight attendants were doing like their normal deal: fasten your seatbelt, uh, find an exit. Oh goodness, I've been on so many flights. I feel like I should know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, they're doing all their stuff. So I at least know to fasten my seatbelt and look for an exit. So there's other things they say, but one of the things they talk about for a moment is the cabin pressure changes. And I was kind of sitting there thinking about, I'm like, man, it's kind of scary to think about. Like if the pressure changes drastically or dramatically enough, I could die within minutes. And I got on that plane willingly and I had zero control. I give all control of my life in that matter. Also, the pilot could do something crazy like crash the plane. You know, like there's all kinds of things that happen. But at that moment, again, doesn't matter how much money I have. Doesn't matter how much power I have, how smart I am. None of those things matter. I am completely out of control of the fate of my life in that moment. It is now in somebody else's hands. And that's crazy to think about. It's just a reminder, again, we're small. So we have to acknowledge the fact that we are not in control. We are in certain controls of certain elements of our lives and certain things that happen to us throughout the day. But ultimately, our lives are not our own. We are not in control. And so my point on this is just to make sure that we understand that. We have to acknowledge the fact that we are not ultimately in control. And we can do that. It's easier to give up that sense of control or those issues that we have because we know that it's not ultimately on us anyway. So I love ending this first point with this though. Uh, G.I. Joe said it best, now you know and knowing is half the battle. So acknowledgement is knowing and that's half the battle. Now we got to move into these other steps to be able to actually give up that sense of control and overcome our control issues. So number two, surrender. If you take one thing away from this whole podcast episode, it's let it be this, that we have to surrender. Now, when we surrender to God, it's basically us putting up our white flag in front of God and saying, God, I'm struggling with this. Please take control. Jesus, take the wheel, whatever you want to call it. But I kind of think back to um, the United States of America early on when there were these you know, epic battles that we've all read about and things like that. And there was something that was commonly used in them, which was the white flag, which was a sign of surrender, meaning we're done. We can't do this anymore. We give up. Now, that white flag worked because both parties, or I should say both sides in this battle or war, knew that there was a such thing as a white flag. So when one side, which was you know United States of America, USA, come on, baby, when we were winning these battles, somebody was assigned to look for the opponent's white flag. They knew that the battle was coming to an end, so they were probably you know, look, actually searching for that. Okay, where's the, this is probably where it's going to come from. We have to be looking for that so we know that this battle will end. Our lives are the same, the same as that. God is literally sitting there waiting for us to put up our white flag so we can step in. God wants to come in and help us. It's very rare that God's going to just kind of take control of your life. He's waiting for you to surrender to him. So I want to ask you this question. Why have you not put up your white flag? You have to surrender these things to God and say, God, I can't do this anymore. And God already knows that. God knows that there is no chance of you winning on your own. He's just waiting for you to surrender to him and say, please, 
God, help me, take this away from me. And we've all got to be willing to do that at some point in our lives. And it's not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength. When you have that realization that you cannot do life on your own, that you need God's help through it, that is a sign of strength, not of weakness. Although a lot of people think the opposite. So make sure you're really thinking about that. When it comes to these control issues, we've got to surrender that emotion, that feeling, and whatever we're trying to control over to God to allow him to step in and take control for us. And that right there is going to take you further in life than anything else ever will. And that applies to far more than just control issues, by the way. That goes to really anything that we're going through in life. So again, that's number two, which is to surrender. And again, if you get one thing, make sure that that's it. We'll get right back into today's episode, but I wanted to quickly invite you to our online community. We just launched our own social media platform. That's right, it's not Facebook, it's our own platform where we're globally connecting the body of Christ. The entire idea is for us just to be able to share and collaborate together. We'd love to have you as part of this, and if you will, visit dailyps.com. You can get started there. It's completely free and it takes less than two minutes to set up. I would personally love to have a conversation with you there, and I'm looking forward to that. But for now, let's go ahead and jump back into today's episode. Number three, self-control. Self-control is a big topic and you might be saying, well, self-control is a good thing, right? And my answer to that is absolutely, it's a good thing. I'm somebody who really has uh, devoted a lot of time to my mental strength and the ability to exercise my self-control. Actually, I regularly hear people tell me, Alex, you're the most self-controlled person I've ever met in my life. And I can say it'd be a great compliment because I have devoted a lot of time and energy to developing my mental strength and I've studied it a lot. So, uh, you know, I'm thankful to hear that, but at the same time, I know because I've studied it so much that I am human and I have limits, which means my ability to control myself or to have self-control can only go so far. And with that said, actually, I recently read a book. Um, I can't think of the name of the book right now, but it's David Goggins. And he was talking just through about like how he's just accomplished so much. He owns like the, he has like the pull-up record. He's run multiple hundred mile races. He's done things that many of us would never even consider doing. But in his book, he even talks about how self-control only goes so far and it has its limits and its place. If that guy who might be the strongest person mentally on earth says that it has its limits in place, that's true. And a lot of us, we have to be willing to say that, okay, I can't overcome my control issues with my self-control. I can't just say I'm going to overcome this and work really hard at it and get myself in the right place mentally. You cannot win on your own. You have to be willing at some point to go back to the second point, which was to surrender. And if we can go back to that place of surrender, that's when our self-control can kick in in areas it's actually going to help us. But in this area of having control issues, it is not going to help. Self-control, again, is only going to take you so far. And I'm mostly preaching to myself on this third point here because I've always looked at my self-control as being what's going to help drive me and bring me forward. But the truth is nothing overtakes surrender. And especially when we're overcoming our control issues, we have to acknowledge again that God is in control, not us. And our self-control has to be let go at this point. Number four, rest. This is my least favorite point, I'd say, out of all of them. It's one that I've really had to work uh, work through to really understand. Um, God rests on the seventh day of creation. We are part of his creation, which means in our DNA, rest is something that is vital to us succeeding in life and living it at the fullest the way that God wants us to. Again, in our DNA is the topic and subject and matter of rest. We have to be willing to figure out what this looks like for our lives, although it will look different for each of us. So its purpose ultimately is stillness, worship, and just showing a deepened 
connective, uh, connectiveness, if that's a real word, um, to God. Like we have to have a deeply rooted connection to him. And that's the whole idea of rest. And like I mentioned, it's going to look different for each of us. Because for me, this is where I struggled for a long time. I thought that rest meant I had to take naps and sit on the couch and watch TV and things like that. And the truth is those things don't relax me or like make me feel rested at all. They make me feel even a little bit more anxious of anything else because I don't enjoy doing those things. But something like reading a book, working out, hanging out at the beach, those are the ways that I rest. And what we have to do is we have to be willing to get out of the, the busyness of life, let go of control, assume, also have this assumption that life and the world will still turn without us being involved in them for a little while while we take time to rest. Again, the world will still turn without you. Your company will still run without you for a little bit. You have to be willing to step aside and rest. And you're going to feel better mentally, physically, spiritually. It's going to really help you a lot. And the reason this relates to control issues is many of us don't take, a t- take any time to rest at all, actually, because we're afraid that we're giving up control. We're afraid that things aren't going to work anymore because we've stepped away from them. And if we take our pulse off of them, even for just a moment, the things are going to crash and burn. This is something I had to learn in business early on that when I first started getting into more authoritative positions that the company still worked without me and the world still turned without me. And if I'm, if I'm going to be honest, which obviously I'm going to, you guys are my family on this podcast, I, I struggled with that for a while because I truly believe that the world would not turn without Alex Sanfilippo's pulse on it that things would not work without me. And I'm being completely transparent there. I know that makes me sound honestly like a, a, somewhat of a bad person, but that was my belief. My belief at that time was that without me, things weren't going to work. So I would never take a break, never take a rest, because if I did, the whole world would crash and burn without me. And that was just wrong thinking. And I think that many of us fall into that. And we, we believe that if we take that rest, that things are going to just be destroyed around us. And many of us, you might even be saying, well, Alex, I want to rest, but I get anxious when I rest. That goes back to the whole issue of control. You have to have some self-control so you overcome these control issues and you do that through surrender. So we've acknowledged it. We've not, we've not only acknowledged it, we've also surrendered it to God. And then we've exercised self-control to rest because that's something that we can do. So we're going to, with our self-control, we're going to force ourselves to rest and get into that place. And when we start feeling anxious or any anxiety come up or start questioning what's happening around us, we have to just surrender and say, God, you know what? I'm doing this because I know it's something that you've called me to do. It's in my DNA. I'm going to rest the best of my ability. I'm going to surrender it to you. This kind of reminds me actually of another um, story in my life uh, in 2014. I'm giving you guys like the Alex Sanfilippo recent history report here. But 2014, I bought a car that had some issues. I got a sweet deal on it. Didn't think that I would have trouble turning it on. But uh, anyway, I couldn't start the car. So I uh, had all these issues and I'm, I've never been great with cars. Like I don't understand how they work. I'm probably going to lease my next vehicle because I just, I don't enjoy any aspect of cars other than driving them. And yeah, that's it. So, but anyway, so in 2014, I bought this car that had some issues and it really affected my rest, stole my peace it really took a lot out of me because I was like, man, I can't believe I just paid all this money for this thing. It doesn't even work. And I can remember that I was just getting stressed out about it. And on times when I usually say, all right, Alex, this is my time to rest and refresh in God and re-surrender to him. Instead of that, taking that time, I was like, well, now I got to work on this car. I got to figure out how to get it fixed. I have to figure out how to make it run again. So I was doing all those things when truthfully, it's topics and a subject, cars in general, or something that I don't really understand how they work. I don't really get it. So I was stressing about it when it was something that was completely out of my control because I didn't know what to do with it. Really what I needed to do was drop it off to somebody and let them handle it. 
So I, I remember at one point I finally realized this had to stop and I prayed, God, I said, this is what I said exactly. I said, God, help me to learn to rest. Help me to trust you and gain the understanding that my own abilities are smaller than your control in my life. And when I prayed that, I can remember in that moment feeling a sense of peace, saying, you know what, it's just a car. It cost me a little bit of money, yes, but at the same time, that's just money. That, you know, that's just another sense of, of us having control issues is having money in the bank. Hello. Um, but I remember as I kind of sat down and thought about that, that God brought a Bible verse to my mind, which was Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And I remember that's how, that's why I prayed. I was just like, God, help me to learn to rest. And in that moment, I kind of let go. I surrendered once again and said, you know what, God, if this car never runs, fine. If I got to go buy another one, fine, but I'm just going to trust you and I'm going to let it go. And I gave it to somebody who could work on it and they ended up getting it to run for a very cheap, it was apparently a small issue, but again, I'm not a car person. So, <laughs> so on to number five, uh, real quick, we've been through um, four of the points, which the first one's acknowledgement, surrender, self-control, rest, and now we're on to the last one, which is ownership. I love this point. This point gets me really excited here. So um, if you've given your life to Christ, your life is no longer your own. The Bible makes this really clear in Jeremiah 10, 23, and uh, it's Jeremiah talking, I think. And he says, Lord, I know that people's lives are not their own. It is not, for it is not them who directs their steps. It is you. So we have to remember that God is directing our steps. God is the one who's leading us. Who has ownership in your life? Is it you or is it God? And again, if we've truly surrendered our lives to God, if we've said, you know what, God, I want to be a Christian. I want to live a life for you. He has ownership over us now. It is no longer us. And we have to be willing to submit to God, allow ourselves to rest. We have to surrender to him. We have to acknowledge who he is because he's the one who truly owns us. And the truth is, whether you're a Christian or not, God, God owns you. You're his creation. He made you in his image. Whether you believe in him or not doesn't change the fact that he, he, he created you and made you. And something that God made us to do is he wants us to live a life of success, of freedom, of joy. He wants those things for us. And the only way we can really gain this higher perspective is if we can overcome our issue of control. Our control issues have to be dealt with if we truly want to operate in this higher level of living that he has for us. And I believe that you'll just be more joyful than, than ever once you are able to do this. And remember, that, again, that you belong to God. He loves you and he wants the best for you. Again, remember, you belong to God. He loves you and he wants the best for you. Never, ever forget that. Because that's so important. Remember, I think that we forget we're having these control issues in our lives. We kind of feel like we just have to deal with all this stuff that's coming up. But the truth is, we belong to God. He loves us and he wants what's best for us. And the more we can remember that and just remember that he owns us, we are his possession, his property. We don't need to be in control of anything. We just need to do our best to live for him, to let him see us enjoying our lives and furthering his kingdom, bringing more people into heaven with us. When we're doing those things, man, the rest of it seems to work itself out. It really does. So before I end this post, I want to actually just kind of talk about encouragement for a minute. Um, Letting go of control is freeing. It's not restricting. When you let go of these control issues, it's going to be freeing, not restricting. You're not giving up your power. You're actually gaining it because our power is found in God's ownership of us. And when we let go of control, we surrender that to him. We rest in him. And we don't just rely on our own self to just be the strongest we possibly can. We're actually giving God proper authority in our lives as the owner of our lives. We're giving him that authority. And when we do that, we're enabled to live a, a more fulfilled life than we ever have been. 
And I just think that's such an important point that I want to just share with everybody because we have to remember that this, you know, this is an encouraging topic. Letting go and just releasing ourselves from feeling the need of, of self-control, or I'm sorry, the need of um, control, like it, it's going to really change our lives in a big way. And I, I want to end with that is just to make sure that all of us are doing everything we can to gain this perspective on what control issues are and how we can let them go. So again, I just want to go over those points one more time here because I think it's, it's just really important. The first thing is to acknowledge. We have to acknowledge that we have a problem. Number two is to surrender. We have to put our white flag in front of God and truly surrender our lives to him. Number three, we have to exercise self-control, but only to a certain extent. At some point, we have to just surrender to God. We cannot rely on ourselves too much because that, again, is just going back into control issues. Number four, we have to rest. We have to be willing to take a break. We have to be willing to stop because that acknowledges that we do trust God with our issues and our control in general. And number five, ownership. We have to remember that we belong to God. We are his creation. He made us and he wants us to get the most out of life. So I don't know exactly where you struggle with the the issue of control, but it is something I know we all struggle with. And uh, I'd love to actually discuss this with you. And if you go to dailyps.com, it'll be the first blog post up there. And there's a spot where you can just leave your comments on it. I'd love to hear what are your, which, which of these points speaks to you the most? Which of these points is really talking to you in your life right now? And how are you going to, to really overcome this issue of control? And uh, I'm excited about this topic. Again, I, I felt like God put this in my heart. So I know this was for somebody who's listening today. And I'm, I'm just believing that you really take it to heart, that all of us take it to heart, because this is an issue we all struggle with. And we just help each other out along the way, because I know that I am still a work in progress. I'm still learning to let go of control. And it's not something I'm always great at. But every day I get a little bit closer. And because of that, I'm living a more fulfilled life now. I can feel God's love and joy in my life as I never have before. So I want to encourage all of you with this. Just make sure that you really are surrendering the issue of control in your life to God. And I believe you'll start living more fulfilled. As always, thank you so much for listening. I'm so thankful for all of our listeners on here and the feedback we get every month is great. I love hearing that this is impacting people and changing their lives because that is what it's all about. I don't care if this podcast gets noticed by a ton of people or not. If it's helping the one person, I will continue to do episodes. And I love and appreciate all of you so much. And I'm looking forward to being back here with you next month. So thank you again for just being a listener and and being part of dailyps.com and everything we're doing. Again, I love you all and looking forward to being back with you. Thank you again for listening to the Good Christian Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and a review. This really helps us to continue to impact and reach more people. I'm looking forward to sharing another episode with you next month. But until then, remember that living a more fulfilled and joyful life begins when you surrender control to God.